0: Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm uh, so excited to be here. It's uh, fall and I'm just loving this season, been in trade shows and and getting ready for the uh, Empowering Pumps and in Industry Conference. It's going to be epic. Y'all know that's our kind of line for that, epic. And today I have a really special guest. Uh, I've been trying to reach her for several months. We're on the go at different trade shows, but I missed her and I wanted to just be able to share her story with you and what, what they're doing at their organization. So Jessica, if you'll just uh, jump on here and introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Sure, Charlie. Thank you for the, the warm introduction. It's great to be here and to connect with you as well, too. Jessica Pollard, the president and CEO of Relayr a global technology company that works with industrials. And it's um, it certainly, it's been a journey for me, which I'm sure you'll get into um, in your questions as well too, because I come from the industrial world. So I've had a really wonderful career being able to work for companies like Caterpillar or Crystal Rand, and most recently in the plastics industry before jumping ship over to the technology side.
0: Yeah, I am curious. Uh, I'm always curious about anybody <laughs> kind of finding the maintenance way of life. Like, how do we get there? But also just tech and and just a woman in industry, what got you into the industry? What led you this way? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. And, and to be fair, I wish I said, I, I could say I planned it all out, but, but that certainly was, was not the case. Um, I'm actually a lawyer by training, so I was a cor- corporate purchase acquisitions lawyer and worked for a surface and underground mining company that we sold to Caterpillar for 9 billion. And with the deal, I decided or I was pushed strongly over to the sales side of mining. So I I was asked to lead a um, sales and service organization out of Latin America. And I, I told the SVP at Caterpillar, no, a million times, they said, you know, I'm a lawyer. I have an accounting degree. I don't know anything about sales. I can't do this. And he said, you know, sweetheart, you're not a dumbass, you will know, figure it out. Um, and, you know, wouldn't take no for an answer. And so that flipped me over to the business side in Caterpillar. And from there, I really ran with it. Cat gave me great opportunities to live in places like Panama and Calcutta, India, Argentina. I moved over to Ingersoll Rand and worked in transport refrigeration um, out of Brussels, Belgium, and you know, really have loved being able to get my hands dirty. So it's um, a far, far cry from where I started as a lawyer, but love the opportunity to get up, get out with customers, boots on the ground, and learn a little bit about what really makes the business work, which is the aftermarket and the side of the house.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that there is something about, I mean lawyer and just all the amount of knowledge and just information that you have to take in to be able to to do that job I do see how those skills can fit in this this very technical uh, industry and so you do have to understand the products and still be able to talk to people right and and definitely negotiate. Um, Being a strong negotiator uh, definitely cannot hurt in this industry. So, I mean, I I heard a little bit about kind of how you you kind of like getting out with the customer, going to different sites. Is there any, um, you know, visit or any site that kind of stands out in your mind?
1: I can tell you the story of my first customer visit. So I, um, and I still have that the belt buckle um, to prove it, but I I literally just flipped over from the, the legal side to the mining side of the house and went out to Wyoming um, large coal mine in Wyoming, and we had excavators, electric rope shovels, and drag lines out there, and was able to go out on the products and spend the day. The only woman anywhere around, you know, in jeans instead of in a suit, and and caterpillar boots and a hard hat. Um, and I just remember thinking, huh, this is what we actually do. <laughs> so, I mean, it's such a far cry from my office working on contracts and the like, but really getting able to get up on a drag line and see one action. And I haven't looked back from that point. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love going on a plant tour. I talk about that a lot on here. And I do yeah. appreciate now we uh, have women who are creating um, PPE and different workwear specifically for women. And for women. <laughs> one of the first things was boots. I need you know, safety boots uh, but also just because I was tearing up my shoes walking through these different plants and things. Yeah. Uh, today it's funny when I
1: when I would tell people that I worked for Caterpillar, everybody assumed that I um sold boots or, or I sold belts that the caterpillar apparel. And they said, No, 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 I I I, I sell excavators, I you know, I, I work on site and they um, couldn't imagine that this little lady was the one who you know they expected me to be, to be in a retail store selling boots and
0: belts and caterpillar paraphernalia so so that that ties in with the belt buckle I'm sure right. uh, why do you remember that um, I mean, it, it is I love surprising people too you know and definitely you have proven yourself since then as an executive now and living in Germany and and really just are you still kind of on the go traveling around or are you more home-based there
1: yeah, I'm. Um, I, I say homes in Germany. I, I have a home in Miami, so I, I spend some time in Miami as well too. The position's global, and I I think I have that um, industrial boots on the ground where I really like to be out there. I like to be with customers. It kind of pains me to sit in a home office um, and do calls and do emails and do spreadsheets. So I, I like being out there. I was. Earlier this week, uh, just outside of Berlin, visiting one of our MRO customers as well too and got to go through his plant. And, you know, that to me is a lot more fun than sitting at home you know, on the screen, per se.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, tell us a little bit about your company.
1: So Relay, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year, which is um, hard to believe that, you know, coming from companies that are around for 100 years or 150 years, Um, The the decade is a big deal in the tech space, so so Relayer certainly has evolved from doing a whole lot of different kinds of projects, all of them really centered on data, to honing in on predictive maintenance solutions in particularly rotating machinery, which is what I'm sure you and this audience is um, specifically interested in, and then also in the elevator space. So we've gone from a very broad base, which I think is probably true with a lot of tech startups, to a much more focused approach um, in in the U.S. and in Europe and in that predictive maintenance solution space. We also partner with our parent company on equipment as a service, so as a service offerings, and have a few of those partnerships ongoing now, too, which I think is the future, As we see everything is going as a service one way or another, but what really excites me is the
0: productive maintenance solutions that we have today. Yeah. And I'm definitely speaking our language over here with equipment, maintenance, and reliability. I was thinking about the elevators too, though. I've, uh, uh, there's a couple of pump companies that also have that um, kind of um, watching the, um, you know, the water and the fluids that, that go on behind the scenes of an elevator, something you don't think about at all, um, yeah. you know, just getting on and off the elevator. Uh, but Uh, it's keeping us safe and reliable. Those things are really important, especially even more so in a critical space and and needing that access out. So I can definitely see where that ties in uh, together too. And what we do
1: a lot um, really, does a lot in um, use cases or verticals like cement or steel. And to be fair, the market that we serve, I mean, where we're where we're working and where we're putting our assets is really in the most critical um, machines in those plants right this is it's not an offering that you would pay for across the plant per se but it's really honing on those few critical uh, machines that make or break your downtime um, and then that you want to ensure are up and running so
0: wonderful well um if somebody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: You know, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, LinkedIn is probably the, the easiest way. It, it's, it's amazing how many people, and I think this is working for a tech company now, but it's amazing how many people get you through LinkedIn. But but that that I respond to everything that I get. Um, so LinkedIn's a great way. Our website. We're about to launch, maybe a week from now, a refreshed website. But Relayer.io um, is also another way to contact me as
0: well. Okay, wonderful. Um, well, I have to ask you uh, just a couple of rapid fires. Uh,
1: the the question, <laughs> which on- is tough, we- uh, tough on a Thursday at five p.m. But do it to me.
0: I <laughs> know, oh, so I'll be kind. I'll be kind. Um, but really, it's a what is the best advice that you've ever received?
1: Oh, the best advice that I ever received, Uh, honestly, and this is going to sound um, really cheesy, but I I think the best advice I ever received is to be myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was really fortunate to grow up with a, a father who... Um, was an insurance executive, imagine that, and I'm now working for an insurance company, and a very open-minded mother and who both encouraged my independence and my free spirit and my everything. And I think some of the thick skin that you have as a woman in some of these industries you really need to be able to be confident in who you are and what you are and um, how you go about doing it. So the, the advice of really just being myself and some people will like you and some people won't like you. And that's true when you're on companies and it's it's true across the board. But I, I take a lot of comfort in the fact that I've showed up as, as I am one way or another. Yeah, it's
0: hard to pretend. Uh, it makes your life a lot more difficult. So just uh, being who you are uh, takes that. Takes a lot off of the the stress of that. Uh, We were talking about that this week. That's why it was fresh on my mind. Okay, so a little different question, similar though. If there was a young person coming into your industry, what advice would you give them?
1: There was a young person coming into the tech world. um, And it's interesting to put the the, the tech world hat, I would say. I think it's really important that we build products and solutions that solve our customers' problems. And that that might sound silly, almost. but I think a lot of tech likes to build cool products to build cool products because it's tech. and that's really what drives a lot of the industry. But where I um, spend a lot of time talking is about what is the what are we solving for? What is the critical problem that our customer has? And as you know in the industry too, there are ample problems to solve for in the predictive maintenance or reliability space. but, to make sure that we're not just designing or doing uh, to build a cool tech product.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And we need great minds thinking on some of these problems that we don't know how to solve for the future. So being focused in that effort is wonderful. Um, Okay, a little more fun questions. Um, What is your favorite book?
1: Yeah, my favorite book. I can tell you a book I just finished as I look up on my bookshelf. Uh, And this is, it's not a workbook. So it it will really... um, I just read the book "Outlive." Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Peter Attia, um, which is a book about how you extend your life, so how long you live and how well you live, focusing on longevity. And I just thought it was really interesting. Some of the some of the data, of course, it always goes back to data, but some of the data in there and how we live better, uh, not just longer but better as
0: well. I love that. I'm gonna have to well, check that out. Okay, it's four hundred pages, so it's not a
1: fast read, okay. but it's one of those where you think, like, "Huh, this is really cool." Yeah.
0: Um, well, I love how it ties into data too, just kind of who you are. Um, the the last question is just about music, and if you have any kind of special band or music that you like. You know, people always ask what your favorite
1: music is, and I don't have one, but I will tell something that I enjoy. Um, I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. And I love live music. So, you know, grow, growing up, I mean, in, in university in Nashville, Tennessee, you get all sorts, not just country music, but all sorts of, of live music venues. And I think that's the coolest thing. And, and you don't have that in Europe as much as you do in some of the, the U.S. per se.
0: Yeah, well, nothing like Nashville, that's for sure. It's uh, a cool town. Yeah, <laughs> Well, wonderful to be a college student. That I can imagine. Uh, I'm in Alabama, so not too. Far. Ah, okay.
1: Also they they
0: right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it, it's just wonderful to get to know you, Jessica. I'm excited for you. Congratulations on ten years. That's wonderful. Thank you. And um, uh, you know, I just I want to continue to see kind of where we go in the industry. So thanks for for being on today. Um, and you just really, you know, is there any event or something on the horizon we need to look? forward to seeing you and, and well you personally uh or the company
1: yeah you know we've got a few we will be at um an asset performance show in antwerp belgium um there's a few reliability shows as well in the u.s i think that's marco island in december um, that we will be at and then i'm at an interlift so an elevator trade show conference in germany um, in a few weeks as well too
0: wonderful Okay. Well, y'all definitely share this episode. Y'all connect with Jessica. She's an awesome leader. Thanks for being a role model for other women in the industry as well. Uh, We love that. Love being um, ourselves and intentional about growing our our industry. So uh, definitely a role model for that. If y'all haven't already, subscribe, like, again, share this episode with someone. You never know what's going to jump out for them uh, and make a difference. So uh, until next time, be empowering.